I'm Caitlin. And I'm Jillian. And we are the hosts of the OK Drama Podcast. Where two friends recap and break down K-dramas one episode at a time. We're back with another drama. Yay! Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so last week we had a lot of fun recapping uh, what, along, along with, with the gods. The two worlds. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Rebecca from the Case for Drama podcast. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't listened to that, Check it listen, out. and then listen to her pod. Yeah. Where we're supposed to be on an episode. Yes. I think by the time this comes out, we will have already yes, been on it. I think so. So. Um, someone on Facebook also said they loved that episode, or like the one that we posted uh-huh. with Rebecca, and that we really need to see episode, or part two of this okay. movie. And I was like, I think we will. Yes. Because we enjoyed it. Definitely. I and, know what happens. And it kind of like ends on a cliffhanger. Yeah. So. I want to know. I do, too. Mm-hmm. What happens to that vengeful spirit? I know. And they talk about vengeful spirits. In yes. The, I feel like that was a great primer. Yes, for it really the was. Show. Yeah. We're about to. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to go into Hotel de Luna. Yay. A very um, hyped drama around the interwebs. Uh, I guess I'll just get into the yes, plagiarizing do Wikipedia. Do it. So At least you're um, citing them. Yes. <laughs> I did not write this. I'm merely <laughs> reading it. So, Wikipedia says, Hotel de Luna, in Korean, it's Hotel de Luna. Mm-hmm. Hotel de Luna. <laughs> de Luna. Mm-hmm. Uh, is a 2019 South Korean television series starring Lee Ji-un, which her stage name is IU, uh, and Yo Jin-gu as the owner and manager, respectively, of the eponymous... Is that how you... I think so, yeah. I don't think I've ever said that word aloud. Mm-hmm. A hotel that caters only to ghosts. Written by the Hong sisters. Who it, are the Hong sisters? I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I did not write this. I just saw that and was like, who's that? You're like, I like the name. Two sisters, okay. Uh, maybe we should see what else they wrote. Yeah, I'm interested. I, I just clicked the link. While that's loading, um, do you believe in ghosts? Um, it is October 2nd, y'all. Oh my god. Does Caitlin believe in ghosts? Okay. Yes and no. I have complicated thoughts on ghosts <laughs> because I have complicated thoughts on what happens after you die. Uh-huh. But I do feel like there are weird cosmic phenomenon. Uh-huh. Weird I occurrences. Feel, I feel like ghosts could be real, but I also feel like... But maybe not like how they're portrayed. Right. Or, yeah, I feel like there's something going, I feel like weird things happen. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they're ghosts. I'm not, definitely not ruling out ghosts. I'm not afraid of ghosts. I just don't like the idea of there being a ghost in this room watching, like, every stupid thing we do. Ah. Or, like, when you're alone, and you're just, like... (laughs) Fucking sometimes laying I... around with like your fucking legs up in the air watching TV and like <laughs> acting all stupid, and you think you're alone and there's some ghost like what a fucking weirdo. Oh, I a don't... ghost that's judging you. Oh, I don't. I don't go in that far into it. I'm just. I'm just not afraid of ghosts. Like I don't think they would hurt me or anything like that. Oh, I had a coworker who said that either her or her daughter. I think it was her and her daughter saw her. To me, I think she just experienced sleep paralysis and, like, an extreme <laughs> nightmare. Uh-huh. But basically, she had a dream where I think it was, like, the ghost 
of someone she knew mm. would, had, like, pinned her to her bed. Oh, a vengeful spirit. Yes. <laughs> and, like, she couldn't move. Uh-huh. And, like, she, like, couldn't breathe uh-huh. and stuff. And then her daughter came in, and, like, the ghost went away. But she, like, according to her, she had scratch marks on her arm of, like, where the person was holding her down. And I'm like, I don't... I don't know about that. That sounds like sleep paralysis. That does, yeah. Not being able to move or feeling something heavy. Yeah. Did I ever tell you my sister's creepy story? No. I've never had, like, a weird creepy story, but my sister did. Uh Apparently when my sister was, like, really young and getting her communion, Mm -hmm. my parents didn't have money to get her a dress, and so they borrowed one from, like, one of my mom's cousins, Mm -hmm. and her daughter had died, and her daughter was the one who owned that dress, like, Mm -hmm. wore it for her communion, and my sister put it on and immediately got sick and kept throwing up. (gasps) And then she took the dress off, and she was fine. Okay. I have a similar... Not a similar story. Not at all. <laughs> but I have a story that's really weird. Uh-huh. Um, so my aunt... Okay, so my mom had a brother, but he passed away when they were really young. Like, I think he passed away when he was, like, eight years old mm-hmm. in, like, a freak accident. Um, and... But my aunt, so my mom's younger sister was, like, really good at drawing, and so they had, like, a bunch of portraits that she drew uh, in their house, and she drew a portrait of the little brother. Actually, her older brother. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Anyway, so uh, when I was really young, like, five or younger, I, uh, I would point at the picture, and I would say, like, I know him. Mm-hmm. And they would be like, no, you never met Uncle Jeff. Like, mm-hmm. he passed away before you were ever were born. I think it's something, but you yeah. tell your story. <laughs> and then they were, I was like, no, like, I played with him. He's my friend. He's my friend. I played with him. And they were like, no, you didn't. And they were like, when did you meet him? At school? And I was like, and then apparently I said, no, I, came, I played with him before I came to live with you. That's weird. I know. <laughs> Why would you say that? I know. And so they were like, what do you mean? And I said, in heaven before I came to live with you. I played with him. And they were like, what the fuck? You're weird, Caitlin. I know. I'm like, I'm like a little alien. Yeah, I had like like a vivid memory uh-huh. of being at my mom's dad's funeral Mm-hmm. And like seeing him, because you know, like a lot of times they're in the fucking casket and it's open and it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But I like remember being little and seeing him. But like my mom was like, no, because you weren't even like born then. Like I think I was in my mom's womb at that time. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, but I was like, no, like I remember walking up to it and like uh-huh. seeing it. Like, no. You saw through that. Yeah, I saw her through her stomach. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Uh, so right, yeah, weird yeah. stuff like that happens. Anyway. Ghosts. The Hong Sisters. Go ahead. So the Hong Sisters, oh, so they've, um, they have written quite a few television shows. They are, again, according to Wikipedia, uh, Hong Jong-un and Hong Mi-ran, born 1974 and 1977, respectively, collectively known as the Hong Sisters, are South Korean TV screenwriters. Together they have written popular romantic comedies, notably My Girl, You're Beautiful, My Girlfriend is a Nine-Tailed Fox, which I hear is very good, uh, The Greatest Love, Master's Son, uh, Kwa Yugi, and Hotel de Luna. All right. Yeah, so they've, they've lived. Yeah, they've done stuff. Uh, again, according to Wikipedia, Hotel de Luna aired on TVN from July 13th to September 1st. It is the eighth highest rated wow. Korean drama and cable television 
history. Okay. That's uh, cool. Yeah, number one, if case y'all are wondering, Sky Castle. Number two, Reply 1988. Number three, Go- uh, Goblin or Guardian, The Great Lonely God. Four, Mr. Sunshine. Hunting's my prince. Really. I need, a, I need to watch that, even if it's on those, like, weird porno sites. <laughs> number six, Signal. <laughs> yeah. Where is, I thought, uh, a Strong Girl Bong Soon's number 17. Oh, yeah. I thought, uh, Descendants. yeah, it was, like, higher up here. There's Romance. Romance is above Descendants. The K2. This list is... Is this right? I don't <laughs> right, Wikipedia. Anyway, back to what we yes. were talking about. Um... Shall we go into the app, or... Yeah, well, just, like, whatever. Uh, gut reaction. How are you feeling about the series? I like it. I do, too. I like... I like that it's a little spooky. It is a little spooky, and I feel like the characters are, like, a good change of pace. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, because I, I feel like... Like, again, like we said... Search WW wasn't boring. No. But it wasn't exciting. No, exactly. And this is, like, exciting. Like, the Mm -hmm. characters, like, it's really unpredictable. Fun story. Yeah. All right. How are you feeling? Into it? I am very into it. Okay, cool. I have, like, a huge crush on IU. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, uh, so she also does K-pop stuff, and I just find her to be, like, very charming and very cute. She's making me want, like, super long hair. Yeah. With the wispy bang. She also has her own YouTube channel. Oh, and cool. uh, I've watched some of her YouTube videos. Apparently, like, a lot of K-pop and K-drama people are just making their own YouTube channel where they, like, do vlogs. I mean, and, like... Might as well. Yeah. And I have subscribed to a fair few. <laughs> and they are very entertaining. Nice. So, anyway. Shout out to her. I love her. And I want to be her. <laughs> anyway. Let's get into it. Okay. Episode 1. F1 starts in a field. And you're like, what? Yes. Um, IU is with a horse um, with a cart carrying a coffin. Or what we think is yeah. like a coffin. Looks like a coffin. It's mm-hmm. rectangular in shape. Looks like it can fit a body. Mm-hmm. She's in a super old-timey soldier-looking garb. And then we cut to some soldiers that find her scarf as like it flies away mm-hmm. wistfully, kind of like in Descendants. It's that same sort of like fly-away mm-hmm. moment. Um, so they find her scarf and it starts the running and start running that transitions to a hawk that goes to camp, Mm -hmm. a whole like kind of mess of things. And at this point I'm like, what year does this take place? Yeah. It's kind of like very intense and it's one of those weird like jumps into it. Yeah. And I was, I was trying to compare it to all of the ads that I had seen of them like in modern clothes, like in Uh suits and shit. And I was like, what's happening? (laughs) Um... But, um, yeah, so she's, like, on her way. Mm -hmm. She meets an old woman, and the woman gives her water slash alcohol and starts asking her a bunch of questions, and IU asks about an inn where deceased souls go. And the old woman tells her about the inn of the moon and tells her only wandering souls go there. The old woman can see the ghost that IU has brought with her, and IU is desperate to go to this inn and even threatens to kill herself when she sees the soldiers. She also threatens to kill the woman. She's, like, holding the sword up to her. Yeah, she has, like, a temper. Yeah. She's, it, it seems like she's seen some stuff. Yeah. And, like, gives no shits. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, the soldiers come running up on their horses, and then as they are running up to her, 
um, they turn into ghosts. And then we get a sort of flashback that she had already killed all of them. And we realize that IU is already dead. And Question has, mark? Yeah, possibly. <laughs> it seems. It's very confusing. It seems like beginning. everyone is dead. Like, is yeah. that woman even alive? That old woman? I don't know. Um, but yeah, like, everyone appears dead, including mm. her. And she has now found the whole t- hotel. And we hear the old lady's voice call her arrogant and how now it is time to pay her debt. And then a tree swallows her sword and the inn gets built out of nowhere and you have all of these like chunks of the inn getting put together Mm -hmm. and it looks really like weird and elaborate in terms of like the CGI and stuff. Yeah, it's like, it's weirdly, it's a very weirdly intense beginning to a drama. Like it just plops you in and I'm like, I don't know what this universe is like. Who are these people? Yeah. And as the hotel is being built, it reminded me of like a Harry Potter scene. Yes. Like someone just did like, and then like everything started getting built. They did their little magic spell. Yeah, that's that what was Alex my magic said spell. Too. Oh yeah. <laughs> he was like, are they just like doing Harry Potter? And I was like, I don't think so. That's funny. Um, yeah, so the inn gets built and um the old lady is with I use horse and cart and she says that the inn has found a new owner and she opens the box and then we see a bunch of like random possessions and she tells the ghosts to come with her. And, like, they all turn into fireflies, it seems. And yeah. Like, twinkling in the light, uh-huh. like, following along with the cart. Very confusing. Yeah. Just a little. Yeah. So then, we flash forward to 1998. And Andrew and I were like, what? That's random. I know. What a random year. <laughs> Alex was like, so does the show take place in 1998? And I was like, no. And I told him, like, basically what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But... He was like, how do you know all this? And I was like, well, I read the synopsis, and I know how K-dramas work, so I'm pretty sure I know what's going on. <laughs> he was also very confused by 1998. <laughs> Why that year? Yeah. So, we flash forward to 1998. We see a dad apologizing to his son for not being able to buy Jia Jungmyeon, uh, again, like the black noodles, mm-hmm. for the kid's birthday. Uh, the kid returns dropped money, so an old couple was dropped, walking by them, they dropped money, he returns it. And they run into the old lady that was at the beginning mm-hmm. of the show that called uh, Ayu's character arrogant. arrogant. But now she's like an old lady that sells flowers by the river. Instead uh, of alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she tells the boy that he will have a good future, even though his childhood will be a little miserable. <laughs> and she basically tells him, like, he's putting in all of his hard times now, mm-hmm. so he'll have a good life later on, even though, like, his dad kind of sucks. And the boy seems like he's a good kid. He seems like a sweet boy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, later on, a woman who drowned comes out of the water as a ghost and looks at the full moon. We then cut to the hotel, and Ayu's character is looking very glamorous. Mm-hmm. I love her already so much. Um, a hotel manager guy comes to tell Ayu that it's the full moon, so guests will be coming. And Ayu's character is, like, annoyed and kind of bitchy. And they turn on the sign, and the hotel, like, grows bigger again, like Harry Potter. like mm-hmm. Massive. Like, yeah. It's kind of ridiculous how big it is. Yeah. So the dad from earlier is running away from the cops after stealing mm-hmm. a cash register. And again, I think the boy even tells the dad, like, you don't have to buy me anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, he does. I just, oh, he says, I just want flowers. Like, you can pick me flowers. It's fine. Um, anyway, he's running away after stealing a cash register. He falls down some stairs and but then he gets up and he's like whoa i could have died Mm -hmm. but he keeps running and then finds the hotel de luna 
he sees the ghost of the woman who drowned walk by and check into the hotel. So, and she's all, like, sopping wet, too. Yeah. He doesn't she, find that weird at she all. She looks a little scary. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess he's, like, no judgments, whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, he stole a fucking cash register, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, the dad walks in because he wants to go into hiding. Mm-hmm. And he goes up the elevator, and he's completely amazed because this place is incredible. Mm-hmm. He runs into the drowned ghost again, but he doesn't realize she's dead, even though she's fucking gray and purple. Yeah, and her, and, like, lips are black. Yeah, she looks, like, totally out of it. Um, and then we see that he's bleeding from his, his, then we see he's bleeding from his head and we cut back to his body lying in the street. His fingers are moving, but like his leg is all fucked. Mm -hmm. He just looks like a mess on the floor. Like he looks like he's basically dead. Mm -hmm. And at this point I got flashbacks of along with the gods, the Mm -hmm. moment when he jumps out of the window with the girl. Oh yeah. And like, thank him please. And it's like, no, cause he's dead. (laughs) I was like, oh, this dude's fucking dead too. (laughs) I'm seeing a lot of parallels uh-huh. between the show and the movie. Um, but yeah, his fingers are still moving, so we can assume he's okay-ish at the moment. He's clinging to life. Yes. The manager and the bellboy see him, and the manager says, hey, like, that guy's alive. Mm-hmm. And then they need to find him and escort him out, because that place is for ghosts, not humans. Yeah, and they're like, I think they comment on how, like, if I use character, finds mm-hmm. out, like, she'll get, flip shit. Yeah, she'll get really pissed off. Um, the dad keeps wandering around, um, trying to hide, and he tries to steal a vase that has a gold snake on it, and then he kind of picks it up, and I think he decides, no, like, never mind. I think he says, like, I'll come back for you later. Yes, that's right. And then once he puts it down and walks away, this fucking little snake, like, comes to life and slithers down. It's like, I'm gonna get you. (laughs) I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you. You tried to steal me, I'm gonna get you. Um, he keeps wandering, but gets uncomfortable when hotel employees greet him. Yeah, he keeps trying trying to hide. Yeah, not very good at it. He's not a good criminal. No. Just be there for your boy. (laughs) Yep. Like, maybe instead of stealing stuff, you should be at home with him. Yeah. I don't know, on his birthday. I mean, I'm no parent, but... I don't know. Uh, So the hotel employees meet up and talk about how they need to get rid of the dad, or he will die, and Ayu will be very upset. (laughs) They remember how last time she threatened to send them to the afterlife, and how none of them want that. She walks by the vase with the snake missing and knows that a thief is in the hotel and is super pissed, but in, like, a very dry way. Mm-hmm. Like, she's very conceited slash condescending mm-hmm. slash whatever. Sassy? I don't know. She's she's all <laughs> she's the things. She's a little bit of everything. Yeah. So the dad stumbles across the tree that came up when Ayu became the owner of the hotel. He goes to pick a flower from it. But then, like, gets thrown back with the force of the tree. Mm-hmm. Or Ayu. I don't happens. know. Yeah. He gets thrown back with force. <laughs> and Ayu's character comes to him. She threatens to kill him slash let him die by keeping him in the hotel and tells him that he's dying anyway. He begs for his life since he has a son, and she tells him that she'll save him if he promises to be a good father and raise the son well. And then give her the son in 20 years. And he agrees. <laughs> Father award. I know. Like, I mean, I feel like maybe if you're a parent, you want to be there for your kid, mm-hmm. so you just agree to anything. Because mm-hmm. he's even like, well, I'm going to go back on the promise. Yeah, and at one point he says something like he he doesn't have anyone. Like, mm-hmm. it's just him and his son, and there wouldn't be anyone for his son. Mm-hmm. So on the one hand, I'm like, okay, yeah, your son will be, like, totally parentless. Yeah, seems. you don't want him to be an orphan. But also, like, to just straight up give up your son... When he's, like, in his 20s. Yeah. Like, 
him. I know. I mean, that's kind of a hard decision to yeah. make. But oh, well. so yeah. So the dad wakes up in the hospital, um, and his son is crying because ugly crying. Yeah, I mean, it's it's bad. Drama. It's bad. Well, also, yeah, the kid thinks his dad, uh-huh. uh, presumably his only parents, has uh-huh. di- died because we keep getting flashback or um, like cutscenes of of the dad in present time, mm-hmm. like in the hospital or like with the cops or whatever and like he's basically dead at this point but then he wakes up out of nowhere like the doctors have already left Mm -hmm. the like this guy's a goner yeah um and so everyone's like the fuck so they see um i guess after the dad and the son have checked out of the hospital they see a memorial of the woman who drowned she was a police officer and the guy was like was this all real because he recognizes Mm -hmm. her as the woman from the hotel um, we cut to the deceased police officer with IU's character, and IU tells her that she was a good person, so she'll get a limo to the afterlife. <laughs> Yay. I know. The cop tells her that she can't go until they catch the person that killed her. Um, IU tells her that she'll have to pay if she wants to help, and the cop is like, I got money. Mm-hmm. It's fine. I got you. Yeah, so basically IU's character is saying, like, so I guess the whole point of the hotel, and I think maybe we'll get into it a little later, but... It's basically, like, the souls can stay there until they're ready to go to the mm-hmm. afterlife. Mm-hmm. So some people are ready to go, like, right away, but others have, like, unfinished. unfinished. Yeah. And she's, like, it's not, and she tells them, like, it's not good to, like, become a vengeful mm-hmm. spirit. And, like, we have to, like, wrap things up quickly. And, mm-hmm. like, I can't do certain things, and I can only do certain things of this, this, and mm-hmm. this. But she looks, like, delighted to get revenge on people. Oh, yeah. She's, so. she's ready. Uh-huh. Assuming she gets paid. Yes, she has to get paid. <laughs> and then um, at this point, we cut to a press conference assembly thing. Because when the um, police officer is talking to her, she says something like, the police can't catch this person. Oh, yeah. They can't get him. So, like, I have to do it. Mm-hmm. So it cuts to this conference, and it's between the mayor and a CEO. So the CEO is getting an award, but then everyone hears, like, this deafening feedback, and mm-hmm. the mics and cameras all get fucked and stop working. Then IU comes in like a badass. She's in like this amazing gown and hat and this mm-hmm. fancy looking shotgun. All these cool camera angles on her and mm-hmm. like everyone's trying to fix the cameras. The cameras can't see her. Everything's fucked in this place. Mm-hmm. And we realize that the only person that can see her coming is the mayor. And he's like, "That fucking woman's got a gun. That woman's got a gun." Do you recognize the mayor? Um, he's from Bongsoon. He's from Bongsoon. Off the top of my head, no. He's toothless. Slash. Ew. Okay, I can see that. I can yeah, see that now. Toothless slash. Uh, I forget the the other character's yeah. name. The bratty one. Uh-huh. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. So he's the only one that can see her, and he's flipping shit. She like aims the gun at him. He doesn't even like move. He's just staring at her, pointing. Yeah. He's like, stop she's her. got a gun. She's got a and gun. Everyone's like, the fuck? Yeah. So she shoots him. Um, and he, like, keels over, and he's screaming that he got shot. And, um, we realize that he didn't actually get shot. And everyone's like, what do you mean you got shot? And he's, um, he starts flipping out, and he starts yelling at the CEO person, because mm-hmm. he turns around, he sees the ghost of the policewoman, and he's like, I took care of you, I thought you took care of her! And he's, like, yelling at the CEO, like, mm-hmm. basically saying, like, you were supposed to kill her, you were supposed to get rid of this policewoman. Mm-hmm. And I think now, at this point, the cameras are working. Yeah. And so everyone's catching everything, and everyone's like, oh. 
yeah, like, hands on mouths and freaked out. He, it looks like he's had a nervous breakdown mm-hmm, or something because, mm-hmm. like we said, like no one can see IU. So it just looks like he's just lost his mind. For having this woman killed? Yes. Yeah. And also, like, when she shoots him, I almost thought that it was going to lead to a heart attack. Oh, yeah. Which I thought would have been cool. Uh-huh. Like, a cool way for him to, like, get killed without actually being from her, you know? Uh-huh. Like, her shot penetrated somehow and, like, caused yeah. a heart attack versus an actual shot or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think it just, like, made him flip out. Yeah, I thought that was kind of a cool touch, too, because mm-hmm. it's not like she actually did anything yeah. to him. Yeah, yeah. She just scared him enough to... Yeah. Well, the two of them scared him. Yeah. Very it was really cool. cool. Um, the manager of the hotel brings IU diamonds that the policewoman confiscated and hid in a locker. And she's really excited because it's a big old pile of them. Uh-huh. But he ends up taking most of them for debt from her expenses and to give money to the son of the dad she saved. So that way he can live well before he comes to her. She's really annoyed because I think she ends up with like two diamonds or something. Mm-hmm. Like one or two. It's like Yeah, I think she ends up with two. Because I remember thinking, I wonder if he's going to make earrings. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, yeah, she's annoyed as fuck. Yeah, but she's like, whatever. Yeah. But, I mean, she's living in such a fancy hotel, and she's got such a nice wardrobe. Yeah, and but she it, always looks so it great, sounds like but... she has a spending problem. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, the dad gets the money and realizes he didn't dream what happened to him. <laughs> so, he, like, owns up to his son, and... I was surprised by that. Yeah, me too. I thought he was just gonna hide it. And then his son was gonna be like, what happened? Uh-huh. But, yeah, no, I thought that was, like, a good... That was surprising. Yeah. Um, so he tells us what happened, and he's like, but I can't sell you because I'm trying to be a good dad now, <laughs> so we need to return the money. Um, but then they can't find the hotel, but IU and the manager drive by because, like, mm-hmm. they don't know who mm-hmm. each other are or whatever. And she looks very interested and tells the manager to send the boy flowers every year on his birthday so they don't forget the promise. Dang. All right. Uh, so then we flash forward to 2019. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we had to see the boy yes. as he was young. Yes. And his father's demise. Yes. Bad choices. Uh-huh. So, 2019, the boy, his name is Gu Chan Song, uh, is grown now and gets hired at a fancy hotel. We learn that he was avoiding Korea for a while on his dad's request, and he ends up getting his birthday present anyway. Mm-hmm. So if we remember, he was gonna be like taken to the hotel and basically be Ayu's not mm-hmm. slave, but Ayu would own him mm-hmm. after twenty years. So it's been twenty one years. Mm-hmm. So this is where we're at on the timeline. So he ends up getting his birthday present anyway, and the card on his bouquet of flowers says that he is now employed at the Hotel de Luna and gives him an address. He freaks out and throws the gift in a trash can at the subway station. But he ends up meeting Ayu in an empty subway car, and he asks if she's the one who bought him. Mm-hmm. So I kind of went through that whole thing kind of quickly, but... It makes sense, though. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. so, like, this kid, uh, Gu Chan Song, he seems to have grown up very well. Mm-hmm. Like, he has had fancy jobs. His life changed, Yeah, basically. And, like, he... Yeah, it looks like he's doing very well for himself, and he does not want to be... A, employed at the Hotel de Luna, <laughs> and, like, throughout the series, or throughout the, these two episodes, he keeps, like, making comments about, like, how he went to Harvard, mm-hmm. and how, like, Forbes named him one of, like, 
the best people in the hotel business and blah, blah, blah. So, anyway. He's fancy. Yeah. So, Zhang Manwol, I think that's how you would say it, uh, is Ayu's character's name. Mm-hmm. Uh, they discuss how he's been avoiding her. She tells him she let him go a year later. So, like, she extended the timeline. Mm-hmm. But now he has to come work for her. He refuses, and then she gets all up in his mm-hmm. face after they fight a bit and blows into his face. She tells him she's giving him a very special gift, and then she lets him off the train. I thought she's giving him a disease to kill. <laughs> you're like, she's going to kill everybody. If you, if you don't want to work for me, I'm just going to kill you, and then you're stuck <laughs> with me. But it doesn't seem like that's what she did. No. Um. So, Chan Song Song gets off the train, and he starts freaking out. He remembers a flashback of his father in the hospital telling him to run if he ever meets the woman. He goes back to his hotel, immediately starts packing to leave, but he starts to feel disoriented, mm-hmm. and he's, like, grabbing his eyes and just, like, oh. And kind They're of, all like, like, blurry and fucked. The tinnitus thing. Yeah. His ears are kind of ringing. Yeah, it's, it's all fucked. And then he sees a ghost, and we see, how do you say her name? I think Manwol. Manwol. Talking to the manager about giving him the gift without telling him. Because um, she didn't say, like, you're going to be able to see ghosts now. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> she just, like, blew in his face and didn't uh-huh. say anything. Then we cut back to Chan Seong, and he's seeing a ghost with no eyes. She's got some, like, fancy sunglasses on. She takes them mm-hmm. off. She ain't got no eyeballs. <laughs> it's kind of freaky. Yeah. Um, and obviously, he freaks out. Mm-hmm. He ends up running around the whole neighborhood, and Jong Manuel messes with him. And as he's running around, but it's a full moon, and the ghost keeps following him. And she's, like, flailing her arms, uh-huh. trying to find him. It's, like, playing uh, Marco Polo. Yeah. <laughs> um, Manuel, am I saying that right? I think so. Okay. Manuel ends up helping him out and distracting the ghost. Like, she throws a rock to the other side. Mm-hmm. And then she tells him the gift of seeing ghosts will follow him forever and ever and ever. And forces him to get food with her. And she's very demanding. Mm-hmm. Um, she's really chill at the restaurant, though. And Chan Seong is still upset and shocked at the whole thing. Like, I can fucking see ghosts. I don't want to see mm-hmm. ghosts. Oh, why did you do this to me? And she keeps saying it's like a birthday gift or whatever. <laughs> and at some point, as they're eating, the old mayor from before, who Manuel shot, sees them from outside as he's, like, doing his shit out there because he's like he's now homeless he's all fucked living on the streets he's goddamn wreck yeah his teeth are nasty yeah he looks like he looks like toothless now (laughs) now that now that you said it Uh thinking of him like that yes definitely so he's like watching and he's like that's the one that shot me Mm -hmm. he's fucking pissed it's insane um, and this whole time they're inside enjoying dinner. Well, she's enjoying dinner <laughs> and they talk about ghosts and what they look like. And he asks if she's human or not. And she says she's not dead yet. She is just here. Whatever that means. Very confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, also I love like while they're eating, she like sees a poster of this, I guess, famous Korean chef. And she's like, yes, he can eat five dumplings at once. <laughs> He's amazing. And she keeps, like, taking a picture. By the way, those dumplings look really good. I know. They were huge. They were, like, as big as her head. I know. Because she's, so she's very small. Small. She's got a small face. Like, bongsu. Yeah. They looked really good, though. And mm-hmm. I looked at Andrew, and I was like, damn, those look good. I want some. Mm-hmm. They sell, uh, they're not technically dumplings, I don't think, but they're, like, little, I guess, I don't 
they're technically called. But at the Korean market, sometimes they just have them, like, in a little, like, carousel thingy. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know how, whatever, I guess, I don't know what you would call that either. Essentially, they're just, like, being spinning. kept warm yeah, uh-huh. on the spinning thing at the Korean market during lunchtime. Mm. And they have, like, pork and kimchi and just vegetable-flavored ones. Mm. And they're really good. I've been wanting to go to the Korean market. But I don't live in Little Korea like you. So I, don't, I never go over there. Next time you come over, we can go to the Korean yeah. market together. I keep telling Andrew, like, you need to go and get us stuff. Did you, have I, or have you been to the other one down the I road? I don't think so. We should go to that one. They, that one's, like, not as clean. <laughs> but they have more, like, home stuff. Okay, And, like, cool. other things, so. Nice. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Da, 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 da. Um, they are walking down the street. Yes. So, just kidding. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, they're walking down the street, and after dinner, and she tells Chen Song to go buy her tea, and he does, because she's scary. <laughs> uh-huh. um, and he does what he's told. And the old mayor guy confronts her. She tells him he is suffering for his sins now, and that the afterlife will be worse for him. He ends up stabbing her with, like, a shiv slash... Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell if it was, like, a piece of, like, rebar. Yeah, or if I it was like either. Um, like, wood. It looked like it was a metal something. Like, yeah, like, ground down to mm-hmm, a point or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but anyway, he ends up stabbing her with a makeshift shiv-looking thing. Uh, Chan Song sees, and he freaks out, understandably. She tells him that she will give him a chance to leave for good now, because she's, like, just slumped over mm-hmm. by the light post thing. Um, it's a nice, like, lighting setting. Yeah. With the light just directly on her. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so she gives him a chance to leave for good now, if he leaves and, like, never comes mm-hmm. back. he She won't go after him. And he stares at her, but he runs away, but then comes back with a cart to save her. So he, like, has a little hand cart. I guess he was going to, like, put her in and yeah. wheel her away somewhere. But then I was thinking, like, dude, she's tiny. You can't just, like, pick her up. Well, he says at one point that, like, he's not strong enough oh, okay. to pick her up. <laughs> and it's probably, like, also because he seems super privileged now. And, like, oh. he, he can do no work. He can do no manual labor. <laughs> That's true. He doesn't lift things. <laughs> His hands are probably, like, real soft. Yeah. Very true. Okay. Um, blah, 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 blah. Oh. <laughs> so, she gets up on her own and tells him that his weak heart pleases her. <laughs> which is kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I really like her. Anyway, she controls the shiv thing that the homeless mayor stabbed her with and sends it flying to stab him back. And he turns to dust. Which <laughs> reminded me of Andrew, because Andrew used to work at this call center mm-hmm. in San Marcos. I don't know if you remember that. Briefly. But yeah, he just like had to call people and like ask if they were willing to do like a dumbass survey about okay. stuff, you know, whatever. And like sometimes he said people were really nice and other times they were just total fucking complete assholes. Mm-hmm. And he said one time he called and it was like some older man that answered and the man like yelled at him, but the man was just like, Ugh. and Andrew was like, this fucking old man like yelled at me and then he just turned to dust. <laughs> <laughs> and the phone call ended. <laughs> and I always think of that, like, when I see a movie or something, or, like, there's just, like, dust flying. I'm like, there's that old man. <laughs> Kristen and <laughs> I. So, yeah. So, the, the 
old man turns to dust. She tells Chan Sung that he has now lost the chance to run away and is now hers. And if he tries to leave, she'll kill him. End of episode. Yep. That was, like, a pretty confusing slash but intriguing yes. first episode of a drama. Fun and fast-paced and a lot of interesting things Yeah, happening. I feel like it was more fast-paced than most first episodes mm-hmm. of dramas. Mm-hmm. Because I think the thing that they didn't do, that a lot of first episodes of dramas do, is, like, they didn't really introduce any of the characters. Yeah, they just started it. Yeah, like, we kind of got the boys' background, but only briefly. We basically got the setup of their deal, uh-huh. and that the boy is a good boy. And we... <laughs> and that Ayu's character is very complex. Yes, we don't really know much about her. Like, we saw that interest stuff, but it's still confusing as to, like... What her situation is. Yeah, is is. she or is she not dead, or, like, what the fuck happened. And, like, why she's there. Mm -hmm. And then we can kind of glean that, like, everybody else is ghosts, but that's about it. Mm Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Basically. Yeah. The crew of characters looks interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to start episode two? Sure. All right, so... Episode two starts with uh, a few minutes before episode one ends, as usual. Mm-hmm. Um, so the homeless mayor is has turned to dust <laughs> as he gets stabbed, and Manuel um, is telling Chan Song that he can no longer run away or she'll kill him. He asks if she killed the old man from earlier and gets upset, and he runs away to find him, but he just finds <laughs> a pile of dust slash dirt where the body was. It's all, like, black on the wall, too. Yeah, and, like, it kind of comes to life again, and, like, a hand pops out and grabs a shoe. Um, And he's like, ugh. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it takes a shoe. Uh, It turns out, according to Manuel, that the homeless dude was actually a vengeful spirit, which we learned about Mm -hmm. in Along with the Gods. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, According to Along with the Gods uh, lore, a vengeful spirit is a spirit who basically has wants to take extreme revenge uh-huh. or is like so unpleased with someone who is still on earth that they like roam they can't the earth. they can't leave yeah that they can't leave and like if they have to be destroyed basically mm-hmm. like they don't get to go to the afterlife they are like they're supposed to be burned yeah they are destroyed i, I guess i didn't have to burn him though she just shipped him <laughs> uh yeah so we talk more about vengeful spirits and scary ghosts, and she tells him that he has nothing to be afraid of if he sticks by her. They go shopping for new shoes, since the vengeful spirit grabbed his shoe off earlier, <laughs> and she basically makes it seem like, you you shouldn't put that shoe back on. Yeah, that, like she, that spirit touched it. Yeah, like she basically makes it seem like it's cursed or something, mm-hmm. um, but we get to the store, and she's like, no... That she was fine. I just didn't want you to bring it because it looked like shit. <laughs> I like that she ke- that she kept calling the brown shoes shit-colored shoes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I thought that was really funny. Um, so she makes them buy flashy black and white, like, brogue-looking. They almost look like 1930s, like... Yes, absolutely. Whatever, jazz musician mm-hmm. shoes or something. Um, and he's, like, all annoyed because they are not his style. Uh, she tells him to come to work tomorrow um, wearing the shoes. And he asks what he'll be doing. Uh, She tells him he'll help the ghosts with their requests before they pass on. Sounds fun. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. We see a man at this point die from a car accident. And then him taking a car to heaven. And we see souls crossing the bridge to the afterlife over the, quote, river of death. 
and it's just like a bunch of people walking. Mm-hmm. And then at one point, when it like the camera zoomed back, mm-hmm. there was a man in a firefighter outfit, and both Andrew and I were like, "It's him from the local of the gods. <laughs> it's that guy." <laughs> the crossover. Uh-huh. Andrew was like, "Every K drama and movie is in the same world," and I was like, "Yeah, Seoul." <laughs> it's, it's all in Seoul. They're all in Seoul. Uh-huh. Or Busan. And all, like, the same time. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so this is all happening, and then Manuel explains that most souls cross the bridge, but some souls get lost in water. The guests at the hotel are the souls that have lost their way. She tells him to go to the hotel with her, and he'll be safe, but the most dangerous thing in the world would be running away again. And he's like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> he does not take her seriously. Yeah, which, like, how could you not? I don't get it. Yeah, like, Alex kept getting annoyed with him because he's like, yeah, just listen to her and mm-hmm. stop being afraid of the ghost. Because mm-hmm. he, he kept getting annoyed that um, Chan Song would be afraid of the ghost, the woman with the uh-huh. glasses. And he's like, you already know she's going to be there. Why are you afraid of her? Uh-huh. Just don't talk to her. Mm-hmm. Um, she tells him to go back to work on the number four subway line, and he asks what side she's on. Is she alive, or is she a vengeful spirit? And this upsets her, or it seems to. Mm-hmm. He gets scared when the ghost from earlier appears, like we said, mm-hmm. and she tells him it's good he's learned to shut his mouth. So, I don't know if you know, like, the significance of this, but from my understanding, uh, the number four is, like, really unlucky in Korea mm. because I think one of... So, in Korea, they have, like, two sets of numbers, and I don't know the distinction between mm-hmm. the two. But one of the num- one of the fours sounds very similar to the word death. Mm, okay. And so they consider four to be an unlucky number. Gotcha. Yes. Interesting. Yes. So... Uh, back at the hotel, Manuel looks at the tree and wonders whether it's alive or dead and what she is. So at this point, we kind of realize, like, she is also kind of in limbo and mm-hmm. doesn't really Conflicted. know yeah, what is going on with her life. And she's been alive for a very long time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> or not alive. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, the manager tells her that it's alive as it contains her spirit. And she's about to go drink champagne when she gets notified that a special guest is coming. So in between these scenes, we also see a girl and her mom feeding kittens. And Alex looked up and he was like, oh, kittens. That's how Andrew and I were too. We were like, kittens. <laughs> yeah. So cute. Uh, so the little girl wanders off when she sees a tiger. And then we realize that the tiger is actually a spirit without a body. Manuel gets mad at the bellboy for not greeting the tiger properly since it didn't go into the hotel. <laughs> and he's the like. The poor workers at this hotel are always getting yelled at, yeah. by the way. Like. They seem like a lot of fun, and they seem uh-huh. really sweet, and they're always just getting shit from her. Yeah. I'm kind of excited to see their backstories, mm-hmm. because it seems like they really don't want to go to the afterlife. Yeah, for some reason. And I'm reason. like, why? What'd you do? Mm-hmm. What happened? Who do you not want to see? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the guy, he's like really goofy, and he's like, I didn't know how to bring a tiger in. Mm-hmm. But apparently, uh, that guy, the bellboy, is a K-pop or like K-rap. I don't know. He's from Block B, which I have not listened to before. Okay. But he's a music somebody. Hmm. Um, oh. So Song is back at his friend's place that he's staying with and is upset, but he still sees the eyeless ghost. <laughs> Again, Alex is annoyed with that. <laughs> he thinks back to calling her eventual spirit, uh, Ayu eventual spirit, mm-hmm. and how like that upset her, and he seems confused and, you know, also yeah. upset. But then gets scared by the ghost again. Um, the next day, he shows up to the hotel, 
And the bellboy meets him and brings him to Manuel, the boss, and keeps calling Chen Sung. Chen Sung the manager. And he's like, I'm not the manager. I don't work here. Mm-hmm. They talk more in the lobby of the floor where Manuel is, and the old manager brings him to Manuel. Chen Sung pokes him, and I think he's, like, checking, like, are you a ghost? Mm-hmm. And the guy is like, nah, I'm human. Like, I'm the only human here now mm-hmm. besides you. And it's interesting because he's like, I've worked here for 30 years, and I'm the only one that has aged. Everyone else here has stayed the same. Like, yeah. That's fucking weird. I, I like seeing all the pictures of uh-huh. Manuel, like, yeah, the different eras. It's very interesting. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> Manuel comes out, and she and Chan Song fight about the shoes because he's not wearing them. Mm-hmm. And him working at the hotel, which just seems to be happening every scene with them. Uh-huh. And he can't believe it's an actual hotel. He asks what they do at the hotel, and she tells him it's for, quote, healing. Some ghosts need healing before they are ready to pass on to the afterlife. He offers her money to pay back what they gave him with interest, because in the beginning she paid for his, like, well-being in life to have a really good 20 years. Yeah, I think she basically gave them what seems to be, like, $150,000. Nice. I, that math could be wrong, mm-hmm. but I just got a quick glimpse mm-hmm. of how much, and it seemed to be quite a bit of money. Yeah, so he offers to pay that back with interest. She takes it, and she basically says, like, wow, you're doing well for yourself. I'll take this because you offered it, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was really funny. Uh-huh. Um, he tries to leave because he's like, oh, okay, I can go. Uh-huh. Um, but she's going to walk out with him, and he's like, I don't want to go anywhere with you. And she's like, oh, you don't. Okay, go ahead. Mm-hmm. So he walks out and then realizes, like, oh, I'm in a fucking, like, scary-ass hallway by myself, and this place is massive. With a bunch of ghosts. Yeah, which he doesn't see at first. Mm-hmm. But then he gets to, like, the elevator, and a little girl's like, three, please. <laughs> and he's like, is about to press it and freaks out, and then he sees, like, this long arm coming uh-huh. down, and she's up at the ceiling. I don't know how she died or what the fuck she's doing up there <laughs> or how her arm can stretch like that. Uh-huh. But she just, like, giggles at him, and he starts screaming, and he runs back. Blah, blah, blah. Um, a ghost and the manager talk about Chen's song, and the ghost is worried that he's too weak, but the old manager thinks he'll be fine since he doesn't seem to be afraid of Manuel. And the ghost says... He would be afraid if he found out why she's the owner of the hotel. And among all of the ghosts, she's the most scary. Ooh, what does she do? I don't know. I mean, she's mean. Yeah. (laughs) And at one point, I don't know if you had this in here or when this happened, but at one point she's, like, being mean to the bellhop guy. Mm -hmm. And he says, like, oh, but, like, I'm lucky. Like, I brought the boy to you. I ended Uh up doing that, like, years ago or whatever. And she's like, you're so lucky you died young. Yeah. And then she walks away. And, and he's goes, like, you're mean. She's so mean. <laughs> but like with a smile. So funny. Yeah. I thought that was a funny line. <laughs> you're so lucky you died young. Yeah. Uh, so Manuel and Chen Seung uh, leave in a super nice convertible. Mm-hmm. Alex is like, they're not Kias. They're Jaguars. Oh my God. <laughs> Alex and his cars. I know. He always comments like, Oh, this one's sponsored by Audi. That's funny. Oh, this one's sponsored by Maserati. <laughs> God. Uh, so, uh, they leave in a super nice jag, apparently. Mm-hmm. They talk more about the hotel, and Chan Song seems a little more interested, but is still putting up a fight. Because, again, like, he had his whole life, mm-hmm. you know, 
he just got a new job. Mm -hmm. Um, She tells him that they are going to catch a tiger, and they end up at a museum or some kind of, like, lobby thing, Mm -hmm. Um, and they see that the tiger has been stuffed as the last tiger on the peninsula, and she looks super depressed after seeing the stuffed tiger. So, yeah. She, yeah. I think she makes a comment like they basically, like, they made you look like a, you were alive and not letting you rest in mm-hmm. peace and stuff like that. So, yeah. Poor, poor thing. Yeah. Um, we cut to CEO's bedroom, and he has a nightmare in which the tiger attacks him. Mm-hmm. Manuel and Chan Seong go to a red red bean porridge restaurant Mm -hmm. and they talk a little bit more about the tiger but he ends up begging her to fix his eyes since he still needs to go back to his actual job and he doesn't want to see ghosts anymore Mm -hmm. he asks if he has to live with the eyeless ghost forever and she tells him to bring her to the hotel so she can rest and take a bus to the afterlife not as she didn't have as good of a life as the policewoman, I guess. Doesn't get a limo. Well, I think she makes a comment saying like, "But if she lived a if she lived a good life, we'll get oh, her a okay. car." But I like how he's like, "Why are we here at the Red Bean Porridge restaurant?" She's like, "Well, obviously, I thought of Red Bean Porridge after seeing the tiger or whatever." <laughs> uh-huh. And he's like, "You just wanted to eat this." Like, <laughs> the two things have like no connection yeah. to each other. Um, we cut to the hotel, and they are seeing off one of the guests from earlier to heaven. The Grim Reaper slash Guardian talks to the old manager about his retirement and basically says, like, you ain't got much time, yo. Yeah, because I think the manager's like, yeah, I'm going to try to enjoy fishing. Mm-hmm. And, he and he's like, like mm, sure, Jan. <laughs> and the, the old manager's like, is it almost my time? And he just kind of looks at him and is like, no, like, I like that manager. Yeah, I know. He's like, I have to get some things in order. <laughs> I already liked his character. I know. Like, oh, damn it. <laughs> Sweet old man. Uh, so... Chen Song and Manuel go to a different restaurant, a cafe thing, and he continues to tell her why he shouldn't work for the hotel. She tells him the only place besides working at her hotel is being a shaman, since he's surrounded by ghosts, <laughs> and he tells her that over time he'll be able to ignore them and live his life. She challenges him, uh, basically saying, like, you won't be able to ignore them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she puts out a candle with her fingers and tells him to go pick up the coffee from the bar. And if he doesn't spill a single drop of coffee on the way back, she'll acknowledge him. On the way back, he sees a bunch of, like, really scary ghosts. Almost mm-hmm. like zombies. Yeah, a lot of them look like zombies. Yeah, and they get, like, all up in his face. And he succeeds. Barely. Barely. But she gets, like, really annoyed and walks away. <laughs> uh, the ghost Didn't acknowledge him. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, the ghosts and the old manager talk about his retirement and the new manager and they worry about Manuel's temper. She comes in and throws a fit about Chen Song being on the Forbes list, that he keep, <laughs> and he keeps bragging about himself. Uh, and she dismisses the old manager, saying she hired a new human to take his place while Chen Song tries to work while seeing the ghosts. Chen Song goes to work and tries to ignore the ghosts, but ultimately can't and ends up jumping in the pool in front of his boss and a VIP client. It's really awkward. Uh-huh. He, it's the eyeless girl again, and he's afraid to make a sound, and the only thing he can think of is just falling in the water. Yeah. It's kind of ridiculous. I know. Alex is like, that's the move you're going with. And not only that, but, like, he spreads his arm out. Like, it doesn't even look like it was an accident. No, he's It just... looks like he just fucking lost his mind. Yeah. And fell into the pool, like, threw his body in, uh-huh. versus, like, pretending to trip. 
Yeah. Not have fallen, which is what I would maybe do if I was in that situation. Or just being like, oh, I have to take a phone call. Yeah, I'm running away or something. Yeah. Um, So Manuel goes up to him and laughs at him. She sees the brochure of the last tiger. um, And they go to the chairman's house, that the one that took the tiger initially. They go in under the pretense that he is visiting from the company and she is his wife. While in the house, they see a super expensive painting and Manuel basically makes the room explode. But the tiger wants to stay. She made it explode so he can leave Mm -hmm. and he doesn't. Mm -hmm. So they go to a sashimi restaurant again because I guess Manuel likes to go out and eat. Mm -hmm. And she explains that the tiger wants to stay until the chairman dies, and the tiger is making the chairman sick. Chen Song tells her that if the tiger is making the chairman sick, then they need to catch it, and she tells uh, Chen Song to tell the chairman that they can get rid of the tiger for a price. She wants the painting. Uh, Chen Song gets super upset when he realizes that the hotel's income is based on them extorting money from humans to get rid of the ghosts that are bothering them. And he yells at her, basically calling her immoral, and tells her that their deal is off and he's going to live a normal life. And so I think I kind of skipped over this, but the um, CEO explained to them that he got both mm-hmm. the tiger and the painting as a gift from someone in North Korea. Yes, and like I, a famous painter or something. Yeah, and I think the tiger was alive when he mm-hmm. when they gave it to him, but like it wouldn't breed mm-hmm. and it got like really depressed and it died. And so they stuffed it and it died. Cool. Yeah. Super sad. <laughs> um, he meets the old manager at his house and they talk about his time at the hotel. They meet at um, Chen, Chen, Song. Chen Song's house. Well, his, his friends, friends yeah. yeah. Um, and the old manager tells him that he can't judge the boss based on human standards. He tells him that even though he might hate it now, if he has courage, he may eventually find value in the place. And like, isn't it kind of exciting to, like, have the secret that no one else has or whatever? Yeah, he was like, the, you have, like, a once-in-a-lifetime mm-hmm. opportunity. Like, this is yeah. crazy. Yeah, take it. Mm-hmm. Um, is it Chan? Chan Song? Chan, Chan. God, now that it's in initials, I can't remember. No, it's okay. <laughs> I'm just not used to the names. Chan Song, his friend comes out and asks, what is he doing by himself? And then we realize that the old manager is a ghost now because he already died so quickly. And he's, like, talking to himself, essentially. Like, his friend's like, the fuck? Like, Uh he's lonely. This is what happens when you're lonely. (laughs) Um, And as he's kind of fading away, he tells him that he will get to experience a whole new world through this job. And, again, basically saying, like, you should take it. Mm Mm-hmm. Manager No, is that how you say it? I think so. No. Or No. No, who is the old manager, goes back to the hotel, now as a guest. He has a meaningful conversation with Manuel, and she hints at feeling bad about not letting him live a normal life. And he tells her that he lived an extraordinary life at the hotel, and how he has seen her as a sister, daughter, and granddaughter. And he feels okay leaving her now that he has a replacement. They have a sweet little goodbye, and he hints at her being able to start her life again. And then he takes a car to the afterlife, and she stays staring at the tree that holds her soul. Yeah, that tree means something. Mm -hmm. Uh, Chan Song goes to visit the chairman. He tells Chan Song that Manuel already came by and took the painting. Chan Song realizes that the tiger in the painting were a set, 
And then we see Manuel call the tiger out. She tells the tiger that the place it seeks no longer exists, but it can rest in peace. And the tiger goes into the painting. So basically the tiger wanted to go home. Mm-hmm. And the painting was a painting of, of his home. Of his home. So yeah. Very poetic. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Beautiful. <laughs> but sad. <laughs> um, Chen Song finds the ghost without the eyes and takes her to the hotel. He tells her that she should think about being able to see, and then her eyes come back. So basically he's like, you're not alive anymore. Like, things can be different now. Like, mm-hmm. maybe think about trying to see. Which I kind of feel like, are you mansplaining scenes? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was confused because it was like, well, if she was just blind, like, the fuck happened to her eyes in the afterlife that they're, like, gone completely? Yeah, I don't know... Like how that like she would works. just be like blind still but still have her eyes like, not cataracts. like gouged out yeah and I told Andrew like I wonder if what's her face like had her appear that way to scare him even more oh. or something because it seemed like the ghosts in the cafe or whatever were like extra scary just towards him instead uh-huh. of just like wandering around yeah living their fucking ghost lives instead they were like up in his face like mm-hmm. trying to purposely scare him and freak him out. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Because part of me thinks, because she makes a comment like, oh, it sucks. The first ghost you see was kind of a scary one. Mm -hmm. Because she also made a comment earlier about how telling the old manager, like, I don't want to see any gross looking ones. Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) so. She's like, what the fuck happened to her eyes? Yeah, I don't understand. Who took her eyeballs out of her head? Maybe it's one of those things where. Maybe she got into, like, a weird accident. Because mm-hmm. some people just don't have eyeballs. Yeah. But these look like they were, like, cut out or something. Yeah, but I, well, I was thinking maybe, now that she's, like, in her blue makeup, like, the fact that they, like, painted her. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I it just seemed weird. Matter. It just seemed weird. I know. <laughs> yeah. It's not that big of a deal. We probably won't see her again, but. It is weird. I would like to know. I just kept thinking, story. like, who the fuck murdered her and pulled her eyes out of her head? But apparently that did not happen. It seems like she was just blind. <laughs> Whatever. Knows? Yeah. Um, blah, blah, blah. Next day. Yes. So, she checks into the hotel. The next day he goes to work with his fancy shoes on, but then sees a scary ghost thing in a suit of armor at his current hotel. Because uh, the, you know how like in fancy hotel lobbies mm-hmm. they have bullshit. A thing. Yeah. yeah. So that wasn't there. Uh, Manuel sees his text. Oh. So he texts um, Manuel, basically saying, like, I hope you're doing well. Like, I talked to the chairman. Like, mm-hmm. thanks for taking care of the tiger. Uh, Chen Song gets scared walking in the hotel at night, and he sees the suit of armor, and he realizes that it is a vengeful spirit, or a spirit that holds a deep grudge, uh, the type that Manuel warned him could kill a person. He starts to run, but the spirit keeps trying to stab him with his sword. Manuel ends up showing up and saving Chansung. She stabs the spirit again and it fades away. She tells him the tiger made it safely and tells him she came to forgive him in person. He thanks her and then passes out. (laughs) Uh, We then see a flashback of Manuel talking about trees and building a house to someone. But we only see her. Mm -hmm. And this is like in, I guess, before she became like a crazy Mm -hmm. soldier person. Um, Then he wakes up at the hotel, and the bellboy comes in and gets him. He calls him the manager, and they walk through the lobby at night, and he sees the ghosts not being scary, but looking like 
people. Mm-hmm. Manuel comes down looking super elegant, like down the stairs, and then bam, end of episode. Mm-hmm. So that's it. Very exciting two episodes. Yeah, it's interesting. <sighs> yeah. I have some predictions. Okay, go for it. I don't have any. No? No. Okay, I don't want to, like... I don't know. And I have seen nothing about this show. Like, I had seen a few things about romance as a bonus book, but mm-hmm. I haven't seen anything about Hotel de Luna. Okay. Other than people saying, like, it's really good. I feel, just based on my knowledge of K-dramas mm-hmm. and past lives, mm-hmm. I feel like maybe Chan Song was somebody from her past life. Mm-hmm. Because... Like, reincarnated. Yeah. Me. Because this flashback... And mm-hmm. I'm only thinking it because of this flashback. Yeah. Because I couldn't tell if he was dreaming it or if we were just seeing a flashback mm-hmm. for no reason. But it seemed like it was... He was dreaming it from the perspective of him being there listening to yeah. Manuel talking about building a house. Mm-hmm. I can see that. So I don't know if they were, like, past lovers or what, mm-hmm. but I feel like he is from her past in some way. Well, I'm sure a wound will be cleaned. Yeah, I'm sure a wrist will be grabbed. <laughs> um, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> what other trope is going to happen? Yeah. Uh, speaking of, it was funny, because um, just jumping ahead to other drama corner briefly. Mm-hmm. I'm a little over halfway through uh, Rookie Historian Gu mm-hmm. Heiryang and we finally got the wound cleaning scene. <laughs> nice. It's it's really dumb too because it's like very small um, and it's not between the two main leads because uh-huh. of course we have like a semi-love triangle um, so it's about, it's the other guy who's not the main male lead cleaning the female mm-hmm. hand. But yeah. It's a that one's pretty good. I it's not perfect. It's kind of weird. I'm only halfway through, so uh-huh. who knows. But I will say and I think I was going to like tweet about this, but I can't tell if they're trying to do a love triangle or not. Hmm. Because it kind of seems like, oh, well these people have chemistry and like the boy is definitely getting jealous that uh-huh. she's like because the other guy's her co-worker. Mm, okay. And he's... So the guy who's a prince is, like, getting jealous that she's, like, with him a lot. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, does he like her? Like, I don't... I don't know. It's kind of, like, a very weak love triangle, but... Hmm. Anyway, it's on Netflix. I would recommend it. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Cool. Moving back to Hotel de Luna. Uh, do we have anything else? Um, Other than before fashion and I love you? Not really. I mean, if we go into fashion. Yes, God! Okay, let's do fashion. It's basically just everything. What's your face, Warriors? Yeah, it's... I heard that the wardrobe budget was, like, crazy. Really? On this, yeah. And, like, there's, um... A, I think it's an Instagram account mm-hmm. that, like, basically shows, like, what uh, clothes people were wearing in K-dramas. Mm-hmm, and, like, mm-hmm. when this one was on, it was, like, this dress was, like, $3,000. <laughs> this shirt was, like, $400. Oh, and God. this skirt was, like, $700. Uh, 
Um, oh, but I also saw this funny video on Twitter, or maybe it was Instagram, I don't know, but it was of this drama, and apparently uh, IU isn't very good at walking in heels, hmm. and so, or she, like, finds them really uncomfortable mm-hmm. or whatever, and so, like, they show her, uh, like, walking down the stairs and, like, doing a full body shot of her walking in the heels, and then when it's just a scene of, like, her talking to the uh-huh. other character, where it's just, like, from the torso up mm-hmm. or whatever, just faces. She's just wearing, like, platform sandals. Mm-hmm. So she's the same height. Uh-huh. Just, yeah. And I was like, that's, that's a good idea. That's funny. I don't like wearing heels either. No. I, I mean, really... I like the way they look. Yeah. But. Nah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, specifically, I really liked her all-white mm-hmm. outfit when she gets stabbed. When she got stabbed, yeah. And mm-hmm. I like her last dress. Mm-hmm. And I like and... her purple dress. Is that the outfit she wore when she shot the guy? Uh-huh. Yeah, I like that one. I thought she looked kind of like a witch. Mm-hmm. Because she had her, like, black hat on. But, it like, a very chic Yeah, witch. everything was real fancy. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I don't think we'll need a fashion award. No, I'm pretty... I don't see anyone topping Coming her. anywhere near her. <laughs> well, because everybody else are ghosts. Yeah, and they're, like, <laughs> in the same fucking clothes. Or they're, like, in hotel uniforms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I love you. I love you. I love you. I will always love you. I love you. Um, hmm. Mine is the scene between the old manager and IU. Mm-hmm. Or Manuel. Yeah. It was, like, kind of tender. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the, when he left the first time, she was, like, really cold towards mm-hmm. him, and I think one of the other, like, ghosts yeah. that works there was, like, I can't believe, like... She didn't say anything. She just dismissed him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they have, like, a nice That's little That's just her moment. personality. Yeah. And, I mean, it seemed like she was kind of a bitch before the whole hotel. Mm-hmm. But I can only imagine after living for, like, a thousand years or whatever, however many years mm-hmm. she's lived slash not lived, like... It can be grating mm-hmm. to just be be yeah. So I understand. <laughs> <laughs> you understand as a person that's lived for thousands of years <laughs> for twenty seven whole years. It's <laughs> <laughs> like eternity. No, I mean I'm I'm just like super empathetic. I would tell Alex that I'm an empath, so mm. I feel things. Alright. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. Do you have any others? Mm. I mean, it's very early. We, like, yeah. never really have I, you, or I, yeah. I love you moments in the first Or, like, predictions, episodes. really, either. It's hard. Yeah, mine was when just, you don't, like, like, know the characters that well. Yeah. Just yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm excited to watch two more apps. Yeah. Alex, Alex's review so far is he said, this one's way better than that historian one. <laughs> but. Nice. Yeah, I guess going back to other drama corner, um, Alex's thoughts on Rookie Historian are that the prince, who is apparently one of the boys from Astro, which is a K-pop group, uh-huh. he's like, he said, his face is very symmetrical. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a scene where a woman is like telling this guy how attractive he is. Like, she doesn't realize that he's the prince. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh my goodness, like, this face, like, your skin is so, 
like, bright and pale, Mm -hmm. which is, like, colors or whatever. Anyway, so he's like, she should have added that his face is really symmetrical. (laughs) He commented about this boy's face being symmetrical, like, three times. That's funny. I know. And I was like, do you like him? And he was like... Do you like symmetrical faces? He was like, no. He's like, I mean, yes, he's attractive. He's like, but it's just weird. Like, his face is very symmetrical. I'm like, okay. I think Alex has a crush on that boy. That's all right. That's cool. Yeah, he he's a sweet boy. Egon's got things to say. I think Egon's been watching that drama. Rookie historian? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, his face is symmetrical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I tweeted about that. <laughs> oh, my God. Egon's Twitter would be... <laughs> Fire. Wild. <laughs> um. Also, on other drama corner, I still crazily have not watched Melting Me Softly, mm-hmm. but I saw... A very discouraging tweet saying that even though this person loved Ji Chang Wook, they don't know if they can handle the writing of the show. Oh. I was like, no! <laughs> Is it someone you trust that tweeted that, or just a rando? It was a rando, but someone I trust liked the tweet. Mm. Well, I wouldn't say I trust, it's just someone I follow on uh-huh. Twitter. Uh, but, you know... opinions you agree with? Yeah, from time to time. But, like I think I've said earlier, I have very low standards (laughs) for what I will watch. Uh Uh-huh. As long as it's entertaining and it's not, like, offensive, I'm pretty much game to watch it. So, who knows? I mean, like, I've never... I've never stopped watching a drama. Uh Uh-huh. The only drama that I have not finished is Stranger... And that's because I got really confused, and I only watched the first episode, and I was like, that one's, like, about, like, uh, kind of conspiracy theories Mm. and, like, uh, corruption within the police, Uh and I told Alex, like, I feel racist, but I cannot tell these, like, freaking middle-aged Korean men apart. (laughs) Because they're, like, all in police uniforms, Uh or, like, government suits, Uh and I'm like, Who's who? Who the fuck? Like, it's so confusing because you have, and I'm sure I would have gotten it later on, but I'm like, you have to know who these people are because they keep referring to them by name. Like, well, does this person know this? Is this person know this? Mm-hmm. Who knows this? And who was there? And I'm like, ah, this is overwhelming. So that's the only drama I've not uh-huh. finished. But yeah, I just don't stop. I just watch it. So <laughs> it'll be fine. I'm sure you'll get to it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to watch 100 Days My Prince. I need to watch that one. Hmm. There's so many. I need to live my life. I need to go to work and make money. Mm. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, do we have anything else to add? Um, I don't think so. Okay. Well, um, talk to us on the internet. Let me know what you think of Rookie Historian. And Melting Me Softly, and Hotel de Luna. Mm-hmm. Definitely that one. Yes, mm-hmm. that one mostly. <laughs> but if you have those on the other opinions on dramas, let us know. Mm-hmm. Um, OK Drama Podcast. Um, um, on, Instagram. Yeah. On Instagram and Facebook. OK Drama Pod on Twitter. And all the links are in our show notes. Mm-hmm. Um, again, go check out Rebecca's podcast, uh, K's for Drama. We were on her podcast last week. 
She was on ours. She was on ours. The it, last ep. Yes, it was a lot of fun. And if you want to send us an email, feel free. It is okdramapodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Yeah. So we will talk to you guys next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Okay, drama. Okay, drama.